Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Here he is. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. He's right here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hope those brews are going well out there. I know mine isn't. Brew I gotta get brewing some more. Yeah. Yeah, you know how I'm gonna do that. Uh, Call Northern Brewer. There you go. Place an order. There you go. You know I'm gonna find the freshest ingredients you can imagine. That's what I go for. <laughs> All right, that was yeah. awesome. Check them out. Northern northernbrewer.com. Great. Yeah, they got uh, cheap shipping, great customer service, fresh ingredients, wild selection. They got everything. Beers we're talking about today. They got the ingredients to brew it. Absolutely. There you go. So check them out. Northernbrewer.com. Oh. Here we go. Let's do this. <sighs> what? You're going to give I me don't a know. massage? <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> what was that? Let's uh, exhale uh, deeply. Exhale. Breathe. Focus. <laughs> Relax. You give me one of those looks like you were going <laughs> to start touching me. I don't know. It's, it seemed... Uh, You're just so far away. It seemed rather intriguing. I'm just saying... Anyways, John, have you been brewing? I have. Yeah, I brewed a uh, pale ale, but I I had a twist to it. Yes, all all uh, German malts, uh huh, and American hops, uh huh, with a Kolsch yeast, uh huh. So going for like a crisp, dry but hoppy kind of session pale ale. So like a Kolsch with American hops, exactly. There you go, and. Amber in color. And I'll, I'll tell you, the, the first time I met John, that more beer way back in the day, he was working there. That young, young, handsome <laughs> chap. Just, just, the poor little innocent boy. <laughs> young, yeah, young, young, handsome chap. Yeah, right, that's what you, you want. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> he, he, he's always had a, the, the creativity bug. I'll tell you this. Everything John does, he's got a creative streak in him. Always thinking outside the box. And his like his first two beers were like a, it was like a Belgian with peaches oh, yeah, and right. bread and some souring, and then he used the, like an Abbey Ale yeast, and he threw in this yeah, that the other thing, and there was like you know the maltodextrin and God knows all sorts of stuff. Was it good? Hmm. It was five years he, later. He had like a, a couple of carboys sitting right next to him while he worked. Yeah, it was like babying these things. He yeah. kept, kept they were underneath you know. my desk. Right. While I was right. doing bills and doing showroom, I would have these things uh-huh. fermenting on my feet. Yeah, right. the good old days. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, when I when I met him, that's that's what I recall. You're sitting in like it was like a closet. Was <laughs> it? It was a closet, like a desk. an angular closet with a, a part of a desk in there. Yeah, I made that a desk computer. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and two carboys yeah. of uh, with with something with like a ton of peaches and, and something else. That desk was so cold during the winter. We had such a draft. I had to wear uh, blankets <laughs> around me. And so when you would call a place in order, I'd be in a blanket and be like, "Morbid dot com, how can I help you?" <laughs> Teeth rattling. My lambic's going strong right now. Would you like yeast with that, sir? 
I remember yeah. when I first met Mike. He came in. He asked me about the uh, hardware section stuff, and I don't think I like. Do you have this coupler fitting and this ball valve, and I need this triclover fitting? I'm making this. You know what I mean, kid? And I was like, Oh shit! Are you sure it wasn't just a pickup line? <laughs> hey, do you know where the hardware section <laughs> no. is? I want to couple. No, I learned a lot from Mike. <laughs> Who knows what I was doing? He was making something. <laughs> No, on the other hand, I'm always on the straight and narrow. I was always like, you know, within the style all the time. You know, I never yeah. got too far outside the box. I still haven't, for that matter. That's 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 I true. Don't get too creative. Right, right, right. No, John was always. So it's like, well, no, no, no. I'm not gonna make this style. I'm gonna make this, but yeah, but this. It's gotta be different. It's gonna have right. a twist. He, like he also did his, a twist. He also did a style brewing. Once he he wanted to do Calm more competition. Oh, that's yeah. true. He had to then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was like, okay, well, I can do this. Oh, well, I was like, you know, know. what's this? Jamil Zaynashev guy, too? How the hell is he well, doing I, I this? I call him that asshole that wins all the medals. That's what I called him for a long time. <laughs> Me, too. I couldn't Mike pronounce and I, either one of his names. Mike so and I, I have many conversations. And, 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 like, look, I think this. it was last year. Last week, he stopped. Yeah, yeah just yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Finally. He didn't greet me that way anymore. Yeah, yeah. Finally yeah. got it right. Finally. <laughs> we spent many long hours like, how the hell is Doe's going to reach quaff level? It took many years. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. yes. The good days. The good days. Now you're <laughs> running a brewery, going to England, and I've got a three-year-old daughter, and Mike is a playboy. Oh, I wish I was. <laughs> More like the towel boy. Hey, as long as it cleans up. Hey, I don't care. The towel boy in, like, porn shoots, or what? Yeah, more like that. <laughs> I'm going to turn my microphone on just so I can say ew. <laughs> well, you know somebody's uh, got to be the towel boy, so you need lots of towels when you're doing the when you're doing exactly. the porn. Exactly, it's messy. Oh yeah, you know, there you go. But ain't messy. No, it good. What you don't use a towel in your porn shoots? Is that what you're saying? Jeez, I don't, I don't talk no with comment. your mouth full. Don't, no don't talk with your mouth full. I almost said something really bad. Well, you know what yeah. I'm thinking. Let's uh, let's uh, get to our style because all this all this uh, minging about all this this all this tomfoolery that people uh, fast forward through about craft beer or like you know two percent of the people fast forward through (laughs) right Uh, (laughs) right it's like going to homebrew meeting do you really skip all the bullshit and the and the 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 stupid talk no no yeah that's why you go for the meeting you don't go for like the discussion of the styles no that's what puts you to sleep right. You go for drinking the beer and talking with your friends. Well, that's what this show's that's about. That's what we're doing. All right. So we're talking brown porter today. Yes, brown porter. Mm-hmm. So visually, this beer is like light brown, uh, ruby highlights. It, it should have in the aroma like a bready kind of grainy character going on. You know, maybe hints of toffee, caramel, but you don't want a residual sweetness. You want a grainy note to it. Um, and I would say like a dry kind of grainy note to it. Uh and the taste, the flavor profile should get like a subtle roast. You know, I say complemented with a grainy uh, note and you focus on the grainy malt. No residual sweetness. Um, no harsh black malt character. You can't have any harsh black. My impression of this style when I was brewing it was actually it was more of like a, a lower gravity brown ale mm-hmm. or a under hopped American brown ale. Um so that's kind of like how I approached the style when I was brewing it. It was basically a session brown ale, um, but with an English influence. You know, you're probably using, what, Kent Golding hops? 
Um, well, and you really have to have the English malt, uh, the English yeast character. I think. Right. You can't brew a brown porter, you know, Americanized. Then I think it's yeah, it's like a under hopped brown ale or whatever it might be. Um, you've got to have the English, English yeast character, I think. And I, you know, you say grainy. I, I say, you know, for me, like toasty? it's it's more yeah, toasty. There you go. Would All be right. good or nutty. Uh, you know, if you try like uh, Sam Smith's. Uh, uh, nut brown or something like that uh, or or you try like the uh, taddy porter you know you get kind of a uh, a bit of a, a a nutty character i think nutty toasty not quite chocolatey slightly uh you know a, a subtle chocolatey note mm-hmm. not dark and roasty coffee things like that like you you would expect more in a uh, uh a robust porter right uh, you know, the brown porter is kind of like a you know a more more uh, gentle, delicate uh, kind of kind of beer like that. And this is still a session beer. I mean, it's like ten fifty specific gravity. Yeah, for, for for Americans, yes. Okay, like a, a four to five point four percent is what the BJCP says. Um, yeah, um, not overly hopped. Right, I but, could see a brown porter. You know, going like a three eight up to you know. Five and a half, sure, sure. And it would be full bodied though. It would be a multi beer. Right. Yeah, I would I would, you know, try and target something around like the four two, you know, for a true drinkable brown porter. But, you know, for competition I think you, you ratchet it all the way up to like, you know, five, two, five, four. That's what I would do. Yeah, I oversparged once a porter and it turned into a brown porter. <laughs> all right. Well I'll tell you what. Let's take a short break when we get back. We're going to have a question from Gay Kyle before nice. we get to uh, our tasting notes right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's 
It's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com. I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, this storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. The biggest innovation in brewer's yeast in 125 years is here. Yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. See it for yourself at NHC in Grand Rapids. Pure yeast fermentation. White Labs. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. <sighs> I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. Listening to Brewing Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, uh, Brown Porter. And uh, we have a question from uh, Gay Kyle. 
Hey, uh, Kyle. Hey. Hey, you're in Washington. But, uh, what What is up? Uh, I had a question for Jamil. Yes. So yes. on the recent episode of the session, mm-hmm. they were uh, discussing a topic mm-hmm. that was in the feedback, and I felt like uh, they didn't have very good answers for it. And being that you're kind of like the uh, authority on a lot of things, I was curious what your opinion on it was. So the question was, somebody took a gay pool, and uh, you were rated number one for being the gayest. Absolutely. <laughs> so? Hey, what was what was wrong with issue? our opinions, Kyle? Yeah, what's the problem? I don't know. I just didn't feel like you guys really tackled the, the question fully. What's it wasn't the, fully answered. I what's didn't the feel. question? Who's the gayest? Is that the question? No, whether you're gay or not. No, whether I am? Well, he technically yeah. is happy. Yeah. I'm happy. I really got to get better at screening calls. <laughs> I think so. This has nothing to do with the uh, brown well, porter. Wait a minute. It doesn't have anything to do with brown porter? Right, right. <laughs> no, That's uh, terrible. Oh. I, I've been asked out on dates by men I have too, uh, many, many times. Yeah, like probably a dozen times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got no problem with that. I, I'm not interested, but I got no problem with that. I don't care if somebody thinks I'm gay. Who cares? Kyle, what's the issue? Do you it's think, actually a compliment. Do you think someone right. on the crew is gayer? Right. Eva. I think there's potential for that, yeah. I'm pretty gay. I don't know. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I was just curious how uh, Jay-Z felt about that. Yeah. I don't think he's got a problem with it at all. No, he, he's nonplussed. Right. <laughs> non, he's zero. It's like being being tall or being uh, fat or being uh, whatever. I just don't care. He's a cool kid. Okay, yeah. he's, he's he's great with it. Do you think someone on the crew is gay or start naming names? Scott. Scott. Well, no. <laughs> Scott. How, about I, how about I let you guys go? Okay. All right. Bye. Get out of here. All right, let's, uh, let's do some tasting notes. That was, yeah. that was definitely uh, Thanks, Kyle. a waste of time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what isn't a waste of time. Is it the school? The Siebel Institute. Yes. Right? That's America's, that. America's oldest brewing school. That was it, almost a good transition. <laughs> right. America's if I was here by myself, it would have been awesome. <laughs> America's oldest brewing school. Uh, more courses than any other brewing school. Including advanced home brewing, craft distilling, craft beer, beer styles. They got it all. Taught by uh, internationally renowned instructors. SiebelInstitute.com. Uh, you can do online courses. They've got on-campus courses. They've got a lot of lot going on there at Siebel Institute. So check them out if you're interested in really, you know, stretching the boundaries, doing more with your your passion, your hobby, your your vocation. Uh, check them out, SiebelInstitute.com. They can they can do something for you. Uh, America's oldest brewing school. Check them out. All right, uh, Brown Porter. Wow. Where were we before we got derailed? Well, see, I told you we, taking calls at 888-401-BEER would be a bad idea. It always has been. Your fault, Scott. Hey, Bevo, let's find out what their question is. Bevo's like, hey, he has a question. So I, just, I assumed it was it was beer related. You know, as as I was typing that, I was like, I really should have asked him what he wanted. <laughs> so yeah, next time I'll get right on that. Yeah, you're on the clock, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Just get yeah. with it here. You got a paycheck. Solid now job this. you're doing there. It's less focus on the pizza, more focus on the questions. <laughs> Don't you judge me. <laughs> that a girl. 
All right. Speaking of judging, as, as Scott, what do you, yeah. how do you judge the? Uh, we've got uh, Sam Smith, uh, Tadcaster, Taddy Porter. Uh, we got Fuller's London Porter. This was a hard style uh, to find. Number one, which is why we only have the uh, two examples, the, the two uh, top examples of the of the style. According to the that's actually a pretty good success together. rate. The top two. So yeah, I mean, if we yeah right, if we had to pick two, these are good ones. The other. Um, Several were, were nowhere to be found, uh, but it's also hard to to judge. At least for I me, I would say most people have never had ninety percent of those beers. Oh yeah, I've never heard of most of them. Are they even? Are they widely? Of, how how often no. have you seen those? Um, I've had maybe yeah, like the St. Peter's Old Style Porter. I mean, where do you get that? Five or six of these. Huh. Hmm. The such polygamy porter. I even have a polygamy porter shirt. Nice. <laughs> Bring some home for the wives. Woo! <laughs> I had a very hard time uh, judging this one. The Fullers, to me, had had a lot to sort of comment on, I guess. I found it to be delightful, really clean. I was kind of searching for something to point out that was a flaw, but I, I didn't taste anything. It's got a really nice uh, assertive coffee flavor, and the malt's really assertive, too. And uh, it's just, uh, this is right up my alley. I love it. Um, the The Sam Smith's, I don't know. This is weird, but I got nothing. Like it's almost like <laughs> the absence of beer on the pound. Like you know how when the temperature is really just perfect, it's like the absence of temperature. It's like there's no air. You know that feeling? That's what this like the, tasted like the to the me. Toilet water is the same temperature as your penis. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say next. You took uh-huh. The words out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I just I like I'm, I'm like I was thinking of something to say, and there was just nothing that stood out. It wasn't. It wasn't assertive on the malt. It wasn't assertive on the hops. It didn't have an off flavor. It didn't have anything. It just tasted like fizzy nothing. And it, not not to say that there's no no character to the beer, but I just felt like there was nothing distinctive to point out. Obviously, it's just my palate. I, I just didn't know what to say for this one. Yeah, I think you've you've fallen into the the trap of American craft beer drinker. You know, modern American craft beer drinker on the cutting edge. Everything has to have like intense flavors, and it's got to be yeah. bold, and it's got to be in your face, and you got to taste this and taste that. And if you don't, then it's like, uh, you know. And and sometimes I think you know, there's beers where they've subtly interlaced the flavors, and none really stands out. But it if you if you take a moment to you know just sit and sip. And drink a pint and think, you know, through the whole thing. You're like, wow, there's a lot of flavor to this. There's a lot of layers of complexity of flavor. Nothing really sticks out. You know, it's well in. Uh, everything's well integrated together. Yeah, and I think that this is one of those beers where that mm-hmm. that's exactly what's going on. But I couldn't come up with anything, mm-hmm. and it's going to be you saying A B C D and me going, oh yeah, I'm just not like y- you will put the words in my mouth for me. I'll put more than that in your mouth. All right, John. Hey, Kyle's back online too. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fail. Oh my god, what a douche. Um, the Fuller's Porter—it's a good beer, but I don't think it's actually a brown porter. I'd say it's a porter. Um, it's too roasty for the style. Um, there's a fair amount of esters going on. Um, great beer, but English, English. Come on, esters. Yeah, I got that English estery note, you know. Um, but I maybe it's just my palate because I've been eating pizza. I mean, I'm, I'm just killed my whole opinion, but. 
I get a huge roast note coming through. The Sam Smith, um, mm-hmm. I really like. I, I get a it's most balanced. It's not overly bitter. Uh, very clean, malty beer, and I get a little bit of like a toffee note to it. So I would say it's the most two style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I would I would say that the Fullers. That is the extremity of the coffee chocolate. That's pushing it. So that would be the top, I would think. Order, okay. Definitely so, has that. Chocolate. That's a good point. You, you know, you, you might say, especially in, you know, in a competition, if you if you were to put Fuller's Linden Porter in competition, homebrew competition, they go, oh, too much roast. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That would be their first thing. It's like, well, no, that's that's right on the edge. And you know, and, and really for is. the judges, they should be giving them the benefit of the doubt and go, well, is that too much? Right. Uh, all right. Well, it's a great made beer. You know, maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You know, and give the the brewer the benefit of the doubt, but right. they won't. No, <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, it needs to be like this. <laughs> too much roast in there. <laughs> Tasty. Tasty. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with John, and I guess indirectly or directly, uh, <laughs> Jay Z. Uh, the Fuller's is like the biggest, really big, almost too big. I expect this style to be even much more subtle. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like the uh, Sam Smiths. Mm-hmm. I prefer it. That'd be my first choice in terms of the beer I like here. Uh, but I, I do appreciate the uh, uh, the subtlety in, in, in this beer. That's the whole idea. I mean, that's this is a beer you uh, you have to drink, you know, quite a bit of. I assume that the uh, this is on the lower uh, this Sam Smith is on the lower end of the ABV range, and I, I assume that the uh, Fuller's is up at the higher end, just based on the uh, Fuller's is like five two, five four, something yeah, right. like so that. This thing uh, goes up to like uh, basically right there, five four. I think. Sam Smith is. Uh... I don't know. Size, size font 2 <laughs> ABV. Is that Taddy Porter? I realize I'm getting quite old. Yes. Uh, well, you know, if I was like, you know, find myself judging this category, uh, you know, I'm, I'd find, I'd say a beer that was uh, like Fuller's, I'd consider to be, you know, too big, too, too extreme for the style, even though I like to hear it, of course, it's a classic example. At least, I don't know. It varies at all. Maybe Fuller's over time has changed it, but I, I doubt that. Uh, it's a really good beer. I like it. It's just uh, doesn't have the subtleties that the uh, Sam Smith has. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'd imagine the Sam Smith is probably around, you know, maybe 5%. I, I don't know that it's much lower than that. Can you Google Sam Smith's Taddy Porter ABV? What While I'm doing that, is the difference, like, why isn't Fuller's just a porter. Is it just the color? Why, yeah, why a brown it's, porter? It's a little bit off of what a robust porter is, I think. You know, it's a little, it, you know, it's a tweener. I think it's, I would, you know, if I had to say robust or brown porter, I mean, it's it's a it's a tweener. It's right on that edge. And I think you, know, you could call it like a, a smaller robust porter or you could call it, a, a you know, a more bold uh, brown porter. I, I, I'm with uh, whoever it was that was saying that the Fuller's is, a, a, you know, a bit too much almost. You know, it's it's got a dryness and a and a and a bite and a, you know almost an extended dryness uh, that's almost bordering on a stringent, stringent, yeah. uh, you know, from the chocolate kind of roast <clears throat> that I think is a bit too much for brown porter. 
It's not got the, the a little bit of softness. Now, you can get too soft, and then you end up more in the mild. You end up more in the brown ale. You know the like the uh, the southern brown or the the northern brown ales. So you need a little bit of that roast to kind of kick you out of that brown ale thing. Yeah. Not too much to kick you into the, the into the robust or going into a different direction and, and ending up in the stouts. So it's it's a very subtle area, and a lot of people will ask. What's the difference between stout and porter? What's the difference between robust porter, brown porter? What's the difference between brown ale and yeah. you know, and, and what about milds? You know, so it, it's a, it's a very thin slice, I think, of of the beer spectrum that that brown ale sits in. Uh, for me, I like the Sam Smiths. I always have. I think the Fullers is well done, like everything they do. Uh, but I think the Sam Smiths. Um, you know, I just kind of like the, the, the character of it. It's coming in there's at 5%, by the way. 5%. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, <clears throat> and I think um, I like that it's a little smoother than the, than the Fuller's. It doesn't have quite as, as dry uh, mm-hmm. uh, a roast. Mm-hmm. I like the caramel flavor to it. I thought it was well mm-hmm. done. You know, you can definitely overdo it. And there's, I get more ester profile from the Sam Smith's than I do from the Fuller's. And I like that. You know, I, I, I like my, my English beers to taste English. Not that the Fuller's doesn't, but the Sam Smith's has more, you know, of that kind of estery English yeast character. And I think that's a beautiful thing that, you know, you as, as great as, you know, Cal Ale yeast is. No, it's, it's got its place. It's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, you know, could we have some yeast flavor or some more yeast flavor? And it's nice to get something that just tastes like, wow, you know, there's there's something that's gone on. Mm. So for me, the Sam Smith's is is uh, I think the the better example, especially in uh, competition. I think you would yeah. you could win more with that than you would with the Fullers. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it better, but I think if you're that's what you're shooting for, that's what you should emulate. So uh, anyone who said uh, Sam Smith's is a better beer, you were right. That's the winner. Uh, <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> I'm just uh, just no pointing that out. Uh, you really, you know, that's that's the way it works. I'm not sure how it's going to work on the new uh, Sour Show. Do you guys know how that's going to work? Is Jay going to uh, be picking winners? Is yeah, he going is he to have to beer be to drink? What's he going to be doing? Drinking here? beers? What's what's happening on that? Jay as in Justin? No, Jay as in... Uh, Jay from the Rare Barrel. Oh, Jay Goodwin. Yes. Oh. Too many J's around here. Uh, yeah, JP and JP and JZ and J. Yeah. For God's sake, all the soft J's. <laughs> Should be more. Uh, I'm a Scots. hard. I'm a hard J. Oh, yeah. good. Camille. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, I meant in different ways. I'm sure Jay's going to have a very interesting show with lots of lots of uh, interesting guests. Yes, and indeed. All sour, all the time. Barrel aging, sour beer, that is the show. So if you are wanting to uh, take the next step and uh, rock some barrel aging and uh, make some funky beer, this is the show for you. There you go. I'm, I'm still waiting for Love Strong. Just saying. 2015. 2015. Yeah. Love Strong. Put it on your calendars. Yeah. Every Saturday night? I don't know. It's Saturday night, like... but we'll do like four shows to make it really crazy. <laughs> That we recovered for like a week to week. Well, show. if you're gonna open the big can of lube, 
You might as well do four shows. You got the girls there anyway. You might as well take advantage of. I mean, take advantage of the situation. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's take advantage of this. Let's take advantage of a short break. (laughs) Collect our thoughts, and we'll come back with fine recipes for brewing a great brown porter. Right after this. The Twenty First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Sakajit. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Brewers Publications is proud to announce its latest book, American Sour Beers, by Michael Tonsmeyer, with foreword by Russian Rivers' Vinny Chalurzo. Michael's an experienced home brewer, writer, and lover of sour beers, and is proud to bring you the book on this topic. What I'm passionate about is the flavors. I'm so excited for my new book, American Sour Beers. The goal of this book was to write something that is very practical, that really will help people to brew better beer. I really wrote it for everyone 
one. The book starts out with advice on their very first sour beer, all the way up to proper technique for stacking barrels at a commercial brewery. Sour beers are my passion. Come see me at the National Homebrewers Conference in Grand Rapids or this coming fall at the Great American Beer Fest in Denver, Colorado. Brewers Publications presents American Sour Beers, available this summer at brewerspublications.com and at fine brewing retailers near you. Now back to Jamil's Tasty and Plisé. It's brewing with style. I heard all that in the toilet earlier. Oh, okay. It happens at a bar. Some guy ran in, slammed the door, dropped trout, and he's like, ah, That's no exaggeration, right? Like, that's, that's actually how he sounded. Yep. Yeah. Man down. I guess it was the other dude that went in with him. Maybe, maybe that was the issue. I don't know. Oh, no. That or maybe a few too, few too many sour beers or something. Yeah. Kind of working the guts there. Uh, All right. Speaking of working the guts. Let's work this. Let's, uh, let's uh, hit me with your recipe, John. All right. I, crack crack it. it. Five gallon recipe. Uh-huh. I'm shooting for like a 1042, 1045 starting gravity. Yep. Uh, nine pounds of British pale, mm-hmm. quarter pound of crystal 40, mm-hmm. quarter pound of pale chocolate, mm-hmm. half pound of Munich, mm-hmm. and an ounce of Kent Goldings. And I would use uh, the British pale, uh, uh, British ale, WLP 005 E strain. I like a drier uh, attenuation. Bevo, please. And then um, it's got a really kind of a cherry kind of estuary note, that E strain. So I would go with the British 05. Mm-hmm. And you, master, what is your <laughs> recipe? Tasty? <laughs> I've never brewed this style. I hate to say that, but I no, never right. got around to it. Ran to it. All right. Got tomorrow. I got a great brown porter recipe. Go. You don't have to write down. It's no. in Brewing Classic Style. Oh, that's and I, I think I think I did a uh, BYO article on Brown Porter. I'm not sure, but what's the name of your recipe? Who's your Taddy Porter? <laughs> I had that. Is it really? Yes, I love it. Is it? it says right there. Who's oh, your yeah, tatty? there it is <laughs> in print. <laughs> They're like, oh, you got to come up with names for every one of the recipes. They have to be like funny and original. Because if there's no <laughs> people, people like names of the recipes. Yeah. Okay, so that one's neither funny like, or original, but we'll, we'll use it. <laughs> right. So, so. To that point, I had never, like, named a recipe. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll come up with names for all these goddamn recipes. <coughs> I still didn't come up with names for all of them. I'm just like, all right. Your 60 last shilling, shilling, 70 shilling, 80 shilling. Uh, <coughs> all right. Uh, OG, 1052. Final gravity, 1013. About 74% uh, attenuation. You're looking at 27 IBU, 24 SRM, 5.1% ABV. That's, uh, you know, six gallons at the end of the boil. You're going to get, like, five and a half uh, into the fermenter. Leave half be fine. Like, we talked in the shows before. And then, you know, you're, you're netting five gallons of finished beer. Right. I would use uh, nine and a half pounds of British uh, pale ale malt. Oh. <clears throat> uh, I would use, <laughs> and here's, here's the secret. So, so it's chocolate malt. We're talking 10 ounces. 
uh, chocolate malt, 350 love. We're talking some crystal 40 a pound. And then the secret, the secret ingredient right here, <gasps> brown malt. Ah, uh, hence brown porter. Brown malt. Ah. Uh, a pound of brown malt. It's around 10% or so. It does, it, that's the secret flavor in Sam Smith's Teddy Port is that brown malt. I, I, I did it, you know, uh, a couple of times and, uh. And my my go to you know example of what I was trying to brew was Taddy Porter. Until I used the brown malt, no way. Like, Voila! You got to use the brown malt. <laughs> that's that's the secret right there. Mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 C. Uh, <clears throat> yeast, White Labs WLP, O13 London Ale, or you can use the Y yeast uh, 1028 London Ale. Uh, but uh, in this case, I actually prefer the White Labs O13. The O13 is kind of hard to find sometimes. Hmm. I have had difficulty. And also, it seems a very delicate yeast. I have bought the tubes of the uh, the 13 and had them dead as a doornail hmm. after just a couple of months. <clears throat> it obviously depends on how they've been handled. Sure. But uh, always make a starter with the O13 would be my advice. As Good far tip. as hops, uh, fuggles. Five percent uh, alpha acid, a sixty-minute edition, one and a quarter ounce. It's getting you about the twenty-five IBUs, and then uh, same thing. Fuggles five uh, percent alpha acid, uh, ten-minute edition, a half ounce. Not a lot of hop character in this beer. Just a little bit of you know extra character when the when the beer is young and fresh. Uh, you know, uh, and there you go. Sounds like a good recipe to me. Did you mention the mash temperature? One fifty-two. Okay. Five to sixty-seven C. The G spot in the match. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that doesn't save, exist. Save it for Love Strong. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would say uh, let's take another short break and uh, wrap up when we come back after this. Dun, 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 Is that a question? Dun, dun, dun. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well. Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Adventures in Homebrewing has the Knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at the National Homebrewers Conference this June in their home state of Michigan to see more homebrewing.org creations. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. 
Someone's pulling their pants up outside. Yeah. Better than the other way. Or was that, was that <laughs> preceded by somebody pulling their pants down? It was a chick, though. That's it was right. a chick. There you go. All right. I just saw that off the corner of my eye. And, whoa! Snapped my neck around and nearly mm. got whiplash. There you go. Speaking of whiplash, what kind of uh, questions in the chat do we have? And also, you know, if you're listening live, any of these shows, we've got the beautiful Bevo Moore uh, answering questions and doing things in the chat and answering the phones and passing people through unscreened. And screening so well. <laughs> and you can reach her at uh, 888-401-BEER, uh, 888-401-2337. All right, what do we got uh, in the chat? Yeah, let's start The with... chat has never let us down. I'll, I'll give you that. There's some good ones here. This is from uh, Ferment Sean. He said, with Porter recipes, I see a lot of variation in the darker malts used, like brown malt, chocolate malt, black malt, debittered black malt. Should the use of any of these malts be restricted to a particular style of porter, or is it more the quantities used that determine which style the beer ends up? I'd say it's more the quantity used. Uh, you know, because if you throw in a half ounce or an ounce of something, eh, it's, it's not going to have that huge an impact. Um, so you could use anything. It's just, uh, you know, if you use too much. But if you're, you know, you're talking the half pound, pound, then, yeah, you got to be careful. And uh, you're going to want to pick things that have some, you know, moderate roast character, but don't get too much into the coffee and the, the, yeah, and more the, towards the, the, chocolate. the dark chocolates. But, you know, the lighter chocolate, the mm-hmm. toasty, the nutty. Uh, that's why I like the brown malt. It's toasty and nutty and, and slightly chocolatey. It's, it's a great, uh, great malt choice for brown porter have you used a brown malt anything else before any other style um i have and um did i do it sounds i was gonna do i was gonna do a hundred percent brown malt beer um do it or somebody else do it the result was horrible uh regardless gotcha but uh yeah it would self-convert so uh, could be done no all right there you go Let's go to our friend, the blind guy in Greensboro, North Carolina. Is that right? That's right, man. What's hey, guys. Yep. Hello. I, I, not as much here as I guess what's happening over there, huh? I trust uh, everybody got, got through this last little predicament unscathed. Just a little bit of damage, maybe. Yeah, we're good. Everybody's not from where good. we are. Um, Those are wine. Yeah. They woke me up. Those are wine people. <laughs> yeah. That's what we'll be. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't we weren't in wine country, so we didn't weren't affected. To we got some pretty cool. good shaking out where where Heretic's yeah. located, but okay. yeah. uh, we all did. Your fermenters all, move around a little bit. Either, were they, one, where one, left them? One empty keg tipped over. Oh, really? That that? That's not bad, huh? No doubt. That is a six point six point two, and only one empty keg. They That's make us build things to a, oh, yeah. a standard yeah. that you'd be shocked. Yeah. to find review after review right. it's after. just like yeah all right you know bring us the eight and maybe we'd start to worry <laughs> let me also okay, just well, say the, let me please just, don't real, bring us the eight <laughs> real quickly for the uh the non-californians out there who think mm. uh, earthquakes are a huge deal uh if a freeway overpass did not collapse uh it was yeah. not big have a nice day right that's it <laughs> well I'll, I'll, I'll tell you you know don't stack a bunch of stuff on shelves like next to your bed so, like, exactly. some big statue of Buddha falls and hits you in the head. Yeah. Or over your bed, even yes. worse, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. What's okay. your What's your porter well, question? Well, I got I, I wanted opinions, porter really. I'm, I, I like to go out of the box 
but I have to ask everybody about it first before I do. <laughs> so I kind of play it safe. And I was kind of wondering, uh, Jamil and John, uh, not so much Tasty, because I know this isn't really his bailiwick, but have you guys ever experimented with golden syrup, treacle, or molasses in in the fermenter at about uh, three-quarters the way down? You know, and, and is that, because I know, Jamil, you said that, that for competition you like to brew fat, but is that is that going to be w- way too much? Is that going to be like, wow, what the hell's in here? You know, the golden syrup you can do, um, you know, mostly ferment out. Um, uh, you know, even, you, even if I put it in the fermenter at, at yeah. you know, like, okay. Yeah, I think that would be all right. Uh, the treacle... Um, I would I would hold off on that. Um, that's too intense a flavor, I think. If you used a tiny bit, again, it's how much you use. Um, but right. it has uh, you know a bit of uh, a little bit too much licoricey kind of uh, character. Well, didn't the porters used to? I've, I've read it or heard it actually. Been remarked that some of the porters had a bit of an anise or a brewer's licorice used in them. Now that's sure. that's to say when porters were made by everybody. Mm-hmm. But I mean, would well, that be recognized more as a flaw now than anything else? No, you you could, especially if you're doing like you know an English interpretation of, you know, a, a full on porter. Uh, you know, right. we're talking about more the brown porters where it's kind of scaled back, a little more mellow. Uh, okay. You know, all yeah, right. they threw all so, sorts of things in there, coal, and turpentine. turpentine, turpentine, yeah, and all that crap. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Just warn me if you're throwing that that stuff in, and then you yeah. hand me your beer. Try my homebrew. What what in the world was that supposed to accomplish? Turpentine. No worries, man. Because you could burn it for fuel oil too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flavoring it up. Cirrhosis. Is that it? Flavor. Yeah. Come on. Maybe no, it was such a. a it was kind of such a common beer that they put everything in it. They put oil in it. They put turpentine in it. They put coal tar in it mm-hmm. because these guys would drink it. I mean, they didn't care. They would just come in and drink it, and they're and they're selling it to all levels of society, mostly mostly the sailors and the porters and things like that. So it's, they didn't care. It's like how they how they cut your cocaine today. You know, mm. they're throwing in the ba- <laughs> you know the good guys will be using the baby powder, but you know some of these guys they're throwing in you know the rat poison and you know something to give you a little bit of a zing. They're throwing in, you know, uh, you know, some comet cleanser. They're throwing in gold all that on. crap, right? Some gold on powder. <laughs> They're putting all that stuff in in my cocaine and your cocaine, and <laughs> it, it ends up, you know, you know, rotting out your your sinuses. So you got to be careful about that. Maybe they add that uh, that beer that I thought tasted like cocaine. That saison, yeah, oh, was yes. it the uh, Phantom saison? Right. They add they, that, you know, to give it a little kick, right? A little cocaineiness. <laughs> Nice. Did, okay. did, did we answer your question, blind guy? Yes, we did. We traveled, but we answered my question. Cool. All right. Thank you for calling, sir. Here's another uh, guest uh, asking uh, if uh, I asked this to the people in the chat. I'll pose it here too. Uh, what distinguishes a brown porter on the low end of the ABV range from a dark mild on the high end of the ABV range? Besides the few tenths of ABV. Uh, good question. Um. And really, you know, there's overlap. You know, if you're going to call one or the other the mild, you know, you, you should be more in the, you know, three to, you know, four range tops, um, you know, three, eight, something like that. The brown porter goes, uh, 
four, four to five and know, a half, four to four to five and a half, and so that, um, you know, flavor wise for me, God, that's a. <laughs> You know that's that's about where it's at. You know it's almost it's almost. Well, uh, doesn't the market point. have just more crystal kind of giving it its color versus the brown? Yeah, malt? you know it just it just depends. Um, you can use brown. Malt you know, in a I've mild? had I've had milds that were, you know, much more roasty and almost you know had had a bit of tobacco character to them, and you know were just you know more intense even though they were smaller, versus the brown porter, which is always more you know in that kind of mellow little range. And then I've had milds that were very much like a brown porter, just smaller. So there you go. There you go. I answer your question There's really a, well. A cloudy area. Yeah. No, I, th- I think, you know, it's a good point. It's, it's, a, it's a really fan, an ABV it's a fine thing. Liner. Yeah. yeah. ABV would be the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Because there's pale milds and there's darker milds. There you go. I think that the milds, have a much broader range of flavors and colors than the the brown porters do. I think brown porter is a very narrow thing. Very narrow, I get you. Yeah. There you go. All right, here's another guest. Uh, this is, a, I guess, a simple question, but uh, he says, how, uh, how well do brown porters age? He said, my first brew was a porter, and uh, it has only gotten better over time, four-plus months, he says. Um, he saved a 12-pack and uh, bottle-conditioned uh, at, at room temperature. And he said, uh, what would be the prime age for the best brown porter? Say four to six months. It's good at really? one or two months. I mean, yeah. Fresh beer is always better, right? But, right. Um, is it getting it, better with aging to you? Does it, when you get better, what, not too necessarily. Much? I mean, it depends if there's like a lot of, you know, if you use these really dark malts and, and you know, they, they get these fines in it, it's nice if those settle out. That that can sometimes help. Right. So if you've overdone it on the darks, that yeah. might, it might get better. And right. the same with maybe over too many IBUs, it might get better if some of those drop out. Right, right. Um, you know, the the cool thing is that the darker the beer, the more stable it is over time. So it doesn't tend to oxidize as much. Um, you know, sometimes people like a little more oxidized beer and stale beer. Um, you know, it, it, it changes the character. It doesn't necessarily make it worse or better. I mean, you know, a little bit of what we call staling is really a, a, a fundamental thought pattern of, you know, uh, lager and, and, you know, fresh American, you know, lager and, and, you know, going for that fresh beer and not having any staling at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the modern era, whereas... You know, in the past, you'd store that beer, you'd store that Saison, or you put that porter in giant vats and, and age it, you know. You'd have the, the, the old and, the, and the, the new new beer and the old beer, and you'd blend them and things like that. Because the beer's developing character over that time. You know, like we had the uh, Balticla, um, Baltica, um, in the previous show. Uh, you know... It was very interesting that it wasn't really bad. It just developed a, a tremendous amount of age character, mm-hmm. which was, you know, maybe blended out. It was actually kind of nice. It wasn't kind of nice. Yeah. It gave it quite a bit of character. Right, it? Right. It, In a beer that probably didn't have as much. So the brown porter could add it then? Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I, I could see that. Um, I don't know. 
I think, uh, you know, yeah. if, if that's where it's If he's getting, if it's getting better for him, then I would say, yeah, right. let's go. Right. There you go. Again, another fine question not answered. Next. <laughs> Next. Oh, we're done. We're done. We answered them all. That's or it, baby. We sort of answered them all. We did it. If you want more fine question answering like you heard here, make sure to go to our fine sponsor, northernbrewer.com. Check them out. Uh, they've paid for the show. I don't know why, but they did. And so you didn't have to. I think that's uh, absolutely capital of them. Uh, make sure they, they understand that you appreciate that. You can also go check out the uh, Brewing Network store. There's lots of goodies in there. You pick that stuff up. All that profit goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network. Helps pay for uh, pizza, beer, boobies. For Justin's vacations. Justin's vacations. All that stuff. All the stuff that we all want to, to see happen. Anyways. Till then, we're strong, everybody. Right on.